Akwaba, welcome back to the Team Ghana U podcast, bite-sized where you receive news, updates, discussion and everything significant football and Ghana related. As always, I want you, the listeners, to be as involved by tweeting or emailing us for discussion or wanting more information. Last time out on the podcast, we discussed the international break and Ghana qualifying for the playoffs. And while the fallout continues as to the controversial 1-0 win, this week we're going to discuss hotshot Felix Ohenijan, following his excellent double last weekend to give Roma victory and send the media wild. The next generation is something that we champion on this podcast, but an update on youth football is something we haven't done in a while. So today we're going to go through the story of Felix Ohenijan and what this may mean for other players of Ghanaian or African heritage. Felix made his debut not too long ago, but his double against Genoa has thrust him into the spotlight. It's amazing, a dream come true for me, he told BBC Sport Africa, regarding signing for Roma. It's remarkable the impact he's made since his arrival. He marked his debut with the under-18s with a goal and assist in Roma putting five past, coincidentally, Genoa. He soon made his debut for the first team and has impressed Jose Mourinho ever since. But his goals on the weekend not only will be the start of something special for him, but was a rewarding faith from the special one. Oheni Jan was called up to the Black Stars for the recent international fixtures, so expect to see more of this talent. But to how it all began, Felix was spotted playing for Africa in Accra. He was signed by Roma, who beat off competition from Italian rivals AC Milan and Susolo. What's remarkable about this story is that he had no experience of playing in any of Ghana's leagues or as a youth international. Felix said initially his mother wanted to send him to Asante Kotoko, one of the biggest clubs in Ghana, but that didn't happen because the club's academy hadn't taken shape then. Instead, he went to Africa Academy. Henny Jan's performances at the regional inter-schools tournament are what caught the eye of the scouts at the academy. Henny Jan is not the first and definitely not the last player to be sold to a European club. The story is already changing a lot of perceptions about African talent. But what does it mean for other players of Ghanaian or African heritage? In Henny Jan's case, without playing first-team football, the talent is good enough to go direct to Europe. And that also, some of the academy systems are working, the independent ones. In addition, we may have another player coming through, but it all surprised other Ghanaians and people coming from those backgrounds an opportunity, but it also provides hope. But let's have it right. Most people thought it wasn't possible to move directly from Africa into a big club in Europe, but Felix has opened the way and proved this possible. As for the academies, for the likes of your African right to dream, not only do they have a pathway, they, or we, have a formula. We've discussed Ghanaian football in brief and in depth as to the structures, internal and external investment, some of the success stories and some of the failures. Here are some short snippets from previous episodes. Coast football in Ghana has been non-existent in recent years, leading in part to the downward spiral of the quality of talents unearthed in Ghana. COVID-19 has played a part, but the GFA announced plans to revamp the programme, believing it will lead to an increase in participation. The GFA have installed former players such as Samuel Kufour, Stephen Apia and Alberto Sacchi are part of the international committee. But even with this, a great move and a step forward is the lack of a comprehensive system in Ghana, whether currently or in the past 20 or 30 years. Football has evolved into a science and big business. Systems in world football help create detail and is the best method of developing players and teams. Spain, Germany, France, England, I could go on. Young players are now looking for an opportunity worldwide to play. I read an article and saw a mini documentary on Turkey where they are currently relying on a system of going outside the country for talent to select players for their national side. Although a great system to take advantage of, it shouldn't be a system you rely on. If our players adopt European characteristics, we become the same and lose our individuality. We can often be profiled and as a result, players select a number of positions. And if we don't have the systems in place, we will fail to evolve, individually and collectively. The Nigeria side of 98 had an air of flair and unpredictability with Okocha and co. Like Brazil of 98, but they are on a grander scale. And before them in my time, Cameroon in World Cup 90. They wow people and are spoken of still to this day. 
I'm 34 years of age, and the best African side I've seen is the Ivory Coast team that featured Drogba and the Torres, one of the dark horses for the 2006 World Cup, but failed to get out of the group. A close second would be the Cameroon side that had Eto and Jeremy in the Norseys. We moved to Europe to excel, and our success is based on individual development, the career of individuals. Of course there are cases of success due to the system. Our state Ivory Coast and Cameroon, I throw Egypt into that category as well, not to say that there isn't any more, or those countries couldn't do more. The South Americans, I would say, develop star quality, but it would be argued not a consistent level of player than Europe. But they have a style that is recognisable. I'm not sure that can be said any more of African sides. I began these thoughts in episode based on seeing phenomenal individual talent, potential, that made me think where's the individuality gone? Because harnessing this alongside systems will lead us back to glory. Spain, Germany, France, England, I could go on. Is it time we developed a comprehensive system? All these nations have done so and had success on the world stage, at youth or at senior level. The players who featured in the World Cup winning youth squads, those who starred, disappeared. Some playing for top tier clubs. They have agents, but do they require mentors? I'm going to draw a comparison. Very debatable, and some may call me crazy. We're not far for South Americans. They have approximately 9 World Cups to our zero. Huge gap, whereas their youth level is a lot closer, which demonstrates they go on to develop better, have better systems, either by staying in South America, where their clubs are institutions, or going to Europe. However, at this point now, if you were to ask me who has the better talented youth players in Europe, South America or Africa, I'd say Africa. Diaspora or otherwise, whether in the UK, Italy, Holland, France, Germany, or potentially Spain and Portugal. I touch on clubs in South America and being institutions, businesses, huge fan bases which like Real Madrid or Barcelona are backed by banks. The potential of our fan base is phenomenal, but we need more foresight, and maybe with a new president of the GFA, that is happening. To be more commercially savvy, and to have a user resource available. Develop systems to be able to nurture and produce players for a competitive league. Promote and commercially leverage the value of the league and the talent on our doorstep. African football is or was unique. You can buy packages to watch football all around the world. African football has so much potential and growth. By way of attendance and TV audience. But like Spanish, Italian and British football, it's unique. I was browsing on YouTube when I came across an Oscar De La Hoya interview via Fight Hub. He was discussing some of his greatest opponents. In the beginning of the interview, he immediately states E.K. Kwate was the toughest opponent he had ever faced. He said it was like he had bricks in his hand. His jab was strong and good enough to knock you down. Kwate lost the battle in what he thought was very controversial. After the fight, Kwate took a break from boxing for 14 months and later 5 years due to personal, business and health issues. In reading and recounting his story, he was a highly rated fighter by his peers and the boxing fraternity. But due to issues beyond his control, he was unable to turn out consistently and perform at the highest level for several years. I drew immediate comparison with football in having a wide range of talent and sometimes these players being unable to perform consistently at the highest level due to issues beyond their control, structural issues. In recent time we put up a picture in a post which said there are at least 50 academies in Spain better than in Nigeria. However, there are more children in Nigeria than people in Spain. That's specifically Nigeria. There's some good academies in Africa, one of them being the Right to Dream Academy, which we'll get to in just a moment. But that could have been any region in Africa and I wouldn't have blinked, despite it being a very terrible stat. Finishing off with the latest news, I reported this in one of our posts about three weeks ago. But speaks to the topic today of building foundations, structure, sustainable relationships and partnerships. Recently, Southampton Football Club and Asante Kotoko became partners, in which over the course of the partnership, Southampton will support the development of Asante Kotoko's strategy both on and off the field. It's early, but it looks like a great move going forward. And on Wednesday the 20th of January 2021, the Right to Dream Academy announced a new long-term footballing partnership with the Mansour Group that will help bring greater access, opportunity and equality through football across the globe. 
In 2022, Right to Dream will extend their academy model to Egypt by offering a platform to discover talents and develop high-performance athletes with a focus on education following the same model as successful academies in Ghana and Denmark. In addition to episode 34, I hope that's been insightful and provided you with food for thought. Why we should see more partnership in Ghanaian football? There's an incredible reach of black influencers, entertainers and those who educate, in business or otherwise. We have great influence on fashion, sport and entertainment. It isn't the case with these examples, but our influencers, i.e. entertainers, often have a larger following than our platforms. Maybe because people buy into people. This may be the case across all groups and backgrounds, but such an influence is beneficial for education and growth. Some of the partnerships we've seen in Ghana. We've seen African and Ghanaian brands sponsor sportsmen and women and entertainers, and long may that continue, providing reach in the continent and afar. In football, the international partnerships we've seen in recent time are with the GFA in Spain and the Santi Cotico and Southampton Football Club. The partnership with Asante Cotico will see Southampton support the development of Ghanaian giant strategy both on and off the pitch. Their academy including commercial and operational development, collaborating on key projects. What is the future of Ghanaian football with partnerships? As with the GFA in Spain and Cotico in Southampton, we're demonstrating we're in a position to collaborate with other organisations because we add value. The example I gave were of two European organisations, but it's the same with respect to Ghanaian talent, businesses and brands also. We have a number of good organisations and talent that have incredible value. We're at a crucial point in the growth of our game in our country, where collaboration is important to continue that growth and realise its potential. It's demonstrated in business where they collaborate to increase their reach and also their skill set, their ability to deliver. The story of Henny Jan is beautiful, a success story. The short time in his move to playing first-team football and making the headlines. Long may it continue. For further listening, in our podcast notes, we'll detail which episode we discuss some of the infrastructure of youth football in Ghana, the independent academies. Another round of applause for Felix and Henny Jan. Just before we leave, I think it's important that we do shed some light on some of the teams we can face in the playoffs. Ghana, that is. Ghana will be in pot two for the playoffs for the World Cup qualifiers. The Black Stars will face one of the following teams. Senegal, Morocco, Algeria, Nigeria, Tunisia or Egypt. Well, that's it for this week's episode. We'll be posting as usual via social media, keeping up with the stories as they unfold in the coming weeks. Look out for article dropping in the coming week. But as always, if you've got any questions or queries, email us at teamgarnerU at gmail.com or tweet or DM us at teamgarnerU on IG or Twitter. Thank you, take care, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm.